0: This is Lori Forster, the wine coach, and we're here after the sipping point, after the show, the the after party, drinking another scotch with Kaylee Culp, author of Booze for Babes, The Smart Woman's Guide to Drinking Spirits Right. And I'm going to do it right. We (laughs) didn't have time to drink all three of these scotches on air, so we're going to taste the last one, and then there's a few things we wanted to cover. This will be on our podcast. So, what do we have? What's our third scotch?
1: So the third one is the Glen Geary Founders Reserve, and I actually placed this in the middle between the Akintoshan 12-year and the Bowmore 15-year because I think it's a happy medium between the two flavors. Akintoshan okay. was light and fruity. The Bowmore was really robust and smoky, so let's give this one a whirl. Yeah. Give it a nose. And you see that this, this one's like really vanilla forward on the mm-hmm. nose. And then when you sip it, you get that. Big alcohol burst in your mouth. Yeah. It's tingly on the roof of your mouth. Yep. You're making a funny face right now. No. It
0: surprised me. It surprised me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And normally, um, in some cases, you may want to put this one at the end of the tasting because of the long finish and the really high alcohol. Yeah. And your mouth
0: is watering. Like, we get that with wine, too. It makes you want to eat something.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this one, in terms of the flavors is milder than the yes bomar from isla so and
0: it's um at wine world it retails for 39.99 so great price and one of the things that you mentioned to me you know you know some of the bottle prices here we're talking are you know more than what some people would even spend on their wines but each bottle i mean a bottle of wine in my house doesn't last very long maybe 10 (laughs) minutes Um,
1: but a bottle of scotch how many drinks can you get out of that There's 25 ounces in the standard 750 milliliter bottle. So if you're making it in a cocktail, it can make about 13, 12 or 13 cocktails. And if you're drinking it neat, it could be... You know, if you do a one ounce pour, it could be 25 drinks in there. Wow. It's a great opportunity if you're not sure about the scotch, split it with friends. Right. And it'll last a while. Um, they can get a little bit pricey in the restaurants, but in the bars, but there's really not a lot of risk yeah, when you buy one of these Yeah, that's a pretty bottles. good deal. Now we're drinking, um, we talked about glassware
0: a little bit on the show, but one thing I didn't ask about is, is it total sacrilege like it is with wine to like stick an ice cube in one of these? Not at all. Not at all. Is that terrible, or why would you do it, and when would you do it? What what happens? Obviously, it dilutes the flavor, but what does it do to the scotch, and, and when would be appropriate for that?
1: It doesn't dilute the flavor. It actually enhances the flavor, but it dilutes that alcohol burn that you may feel. Um, so an ice cube would be perfect in this Glengarry, and basically— um, It just helps the flavors and aromas open up in it. Um, You know, when these products are being made, the blender and the distiller is adding water to them for that purpose when they come off the still and and, um, sometimes again after that. So... Feel free. I mean, the best thing to do is put a large ice cube in it so that it melts slowly and so mm-hmm. it doesn't immediately water down your booze. Right. So that's was, the important thing. I was
0: just in New York and I got a little crazy one night and we went. <laughs> <laughs> it happens when I go to New York. There's this place called the Dead Rabbit. Have you been to it? I've heard such in great In Lower things. Manhattan. Oh my gosh. It's like a cocktail spirit dream. They're all about their spirits and cocktails. And punches are really big there. Oh, yeah. They brought us a whole order to drink, and we got a punch bowl. I don't need that kind of help. So this huge punch bowl comes out. It was so amazing. Everything there was so good. And the glassware was different, but they had this spherical ice Mm -hmm. in some of the drinks. Like, it's a round ice ball. Right, yeah. And then in our punch bowl, we had, like, a rectangular ice block
1: I'll tell you an easy trick for, for making one of those at home. Okay. You just take a half gallon milk container or ju- orange juice container, rinse it out, fill it with filtered water, stick it in the freezer. You have a punch oh, ice block. Oh, that's a great
0: idea. Laying on the side, I guess. Or it doesn't matter.
1: In the bowl or... It doesn't matter, fr- yeah. Well, in the freezer, just set okay. it up right yeah. and cut off Perfect. the top and you'll be good to I go. I love
0: that. Hm. See what we're learning Ooh, after yeah. the show. <laughs> There's so much more to learn. Okay, now you arranged these in a wine tasting. We want to start sparkling wine. We move to our light whites, then the fuller bodied like the Chardonnays, light reds like Pinots onto your Cabernets and then ports, sweet wines, etc. So what about scotches? We had three of these arranged in a certain, is it by the years aged or the flavors of the region? How are, How are you arranging them?
1: You could arrange them in so many different ways, but I've arranged these here um, by robustness of flavor, so that we could work our way up to the really smoky, earthy Bowmore. Okay. Um, so you see that the Auchentoshan was the most fruity and the lightest, and um, and then we worked. Then we had the Glen which was more of those vanilla and baking spice notes, and then we had Lovely. the earthy Oaky.
0: Yes, and the color on the 15 year is so much darker. Oh than yeah, the others as well. So you can really get that age, the charred oak that it was being aged in has really come through. So one more question for you after the show: food pairings. So I'm totally into that for wine and even beer. I know a little bit about how to do that. What would you do with these? And and what's the where do you start when you're trying? Or is this you know after you eat, you sit down with your sifter of scotch?
1: Yeah, you know that's the funny thing about cocktails and spirits is that they're they're meant to be enjoyed alone. Mm. I, I drink them all the time with food before food after food.
0: Love it. <laughs> I oh, like. We're them. gonna be long longtime <laughs> friends. I love this.
1: But you know, I just love it as an aperitif for a Steve after dinner. I really there's so much going on in this glass. I really want to enjoy it by itself. Don't
0: and, like confuse it with the food.
1: Yeah, and it could
0: at be, least to begin with when you're tasting something.
1: Sure, and if I were to pair these with food, I think I would go with something creamy and and savory, um, but on the lighter side with flavors, maybe some mushroom sauce or mm. or something that's really um, not going to compete with right. the the don't goodness. compete
0: with my scotch.
1: Darn it! Rules of live by.
0: Well, Kaylee Culp, author of Booze for Babes, this has been amazing. Your website is Booze dot com. Yes, and I was saying I love. That you're calling it booze because people are so politically correct anymore. It's just, I'm over that. Let's just call it what it is. It's not a bad word.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I try to talk to you in this book and talk to all the readers like I am sitting with you at the bar. And that's the word just we with would your use. your girlfriend, drinking yes.
0: some cocktails. All right. Well, we're definitely going to have you back, Kaylee. Thank you so much for being with us.